who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. And then I was like comparing that to my book. I want this to be a spotlight on the truth. And like, just as a fire travels across the landscape, I want this truth to travel across the United States and, you know, worldwide. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. Hey there, Aaron Gendel here. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. You know, it means so much to me, so thank you so, so much. Now, if you're an author or podcaster like me, then you know how important but challenging it can be to get reviews and promote our books and shows. And because of this, I've developed a platform called Review Karma to solve this exact problem. So check it out. You can get all the details and sign up for a free trial at getreviewkarma.com. Now enjoy the show. All right. Thank you so much, Margaret Mary O'Connor, for joining me on the Daily Authors Podcast. I'm so, so excited to talk to you about your book, Scandal in the Shadows, The Original Priest, Mother Mary. Thanks again, Margaret, for joining me on the show. Oh, thanks, Aaron, for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And before we dive into your book, Margaret, I wondered if you might just tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, uh, your work, and what you've got going on right now. Oh, uh, yes. I have a Bachelor of Science from the University of Buffalo. I have a Master of Arts in Pastoral Ministry from Christ the King Seminary in East Aurora, New York. I was a former chaplain, and now I am a Eucharistic uh, minister. Okay, great. Well, I wondered if, talking about your book, I guess, I wondered what what inspired you to write it, I guess, first of all. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that and maybe give us a little glimpse into the title. Sure. The reason I wrote this book is, basically, as a member of the Catholic laity, I was fed up with the Catholic Church of being lied to. There is a centuries-old scandal of lies, cover-up, and deceit, which many Catholics, everyday Catholics, have no idea of. And that was the big motivation, you know, that put me on this course to write this book. Wow. Well, uh, so I guess that, yeah, helps with the title for sure, too. (laughs) Yes, and the the title, Scandal in the Shadow, uh, it's basically... Uh, scandal can mean omission as well. And they have completely omitted the fact that Mary, Mother of God, had a whole different side to her. She was as well a woman priest. And in fact, she was called Mary Priest. And she had a title as being the model for all priesthood in the Catholic Church. And I mean, the first time I read this, it was like, whoa. And I'm sure anyone out there, I just want to be sure that they understand my book isn't anything make-believe. It is based entirely on biblical research. Mm -hmm. And there again, there's that cutting edge when you know the actual truth. And to think that your own hierarchy has betrayed your own trust. And it really cuts very deep. I mean, of all organizations you would hope to some extent that you would be at least receiving the truth from your church. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think I followed a little bit of most of what you were covering with uh, Mother Mary. I wondered if you might dive a little deeper into the 
book, I guess, and, and tell us a little bit more about any of the other, I guess, anything specific scandal, scandal wise, you were, you were mentioning there, you got me really curious. So oh, okay. Talk a little bit more uh, about that. You know, it's, if it isn't bad enough that the Catholic church has been lying to the laity that about their early church history of not only women priests, but there were women bishops and there were women deacons. But then when you realize the cover-up of that extended into what they haven't done. Now, what do I mean? The Pope has a commission, and it's called the uh, Pontifical Biblical Commission. And back in 1976, they came out with findings that said there is no reason why a woman can't be ordained. Well, that was 1976. Here we are today in 2020, what is happening? Nothing. They're sitting on this information. They want no change. Probably heard back in 2016, our Pope Francis had convened a commission to look into women deacons. Well, actually, back in 1974, there was a theological commission that looked into that very question and found credible information that there were indeed women deacons. Yeah. Well, if they would have acted on that information in the 70s, there would have been no need to have the 2016 uh, commission. Then uh, another thing is the higher, and I'm, when I say the Catholic Church, I'm talking about the hierarchy. They've completely dismissed Jesus' own biblical words. Galatians 3.28, Genesis 1.27, which is talking that women and men are created uh, equally. Yeah, And that's the whole uh, crux of the matter uh, for listeners that obviously might not be in, a, in the Catholic faith, that women are seen as being unclean. They're seen as being sinners. There's just no way. How could they be made in the image of God when for centuries men had dominion over women and they had no authority unless they were rich? So you, you really have to even go back into the early centuries, and it's unbelievable. Roman law, civic law, was awful for a woman if you weren't rich. But some of the theologians, what they basically did was they took that same bias and crass civil laws, and they basically shaped them into church laws. And uh, John Winchgaard has an excellent book about the ordination of Catholic women. And uh, he brought up that point. So when you see all, there's like a trail of all these things that are going against women. They haven't moved on their commission findings. Even Vatican II, there was a directive that specifically said, look at, we want to end like discrimination of all kinds, including sexual discrimination. Well, where has that gotten any woman in the Catholic Church? They just completely sit on everything. And the average, every Catholic, everyday Catholic really doesn't realize that. And this has to change. And I think this last piece of information, this is just unbelievable. Our present Pope Francis, he was a cardinal back in 2010, and he wrote a book on heaven and earth. And in there, he made a statement in so many words that said uh, the woman feminists basically achieved all their goals when women achieved the right to vote. 
while we're talking 1920. Yeah, yeah. And the most egregious thing is, the most glaring thing is, that issue of women's equality is in our church now, and it is in no way on the radar of the uh, church hierarchy. Wow, that's incredible. Well, you've enlightened me today, Margaret. Wow. I can see the importance of this of this book, this work that you've put together. Then I'm assuming you talk about all of this in your book. Oh, yes, definitely. And um, I, I take everything and I, I, I specifically made it because let's face it, sometimes uh, church history might to some seem very dry or boring, but I guess it depends on the skeletons that are unearthed in the church closets. And there, you know, there are more things there, definitely, but this is just like a, an overview. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned uh, some thought being put to this for uh, something in 2016. Has there been any progress there or what's, what's happened? Uh, basically, that went nowhere. And now what I hear coming out, it doesn't look too promising because they have a whole new commission. And again, this is just what I've heard that some of the members on this commission, how do I put this delicately, are basically not, you know, are, are maybe conservative. That's the word I'm looking for, that they want the status quo and that they wouldn't be open. But, I mean, there's no lying. If the truth could only come out, it would yeah. completely end all of this charade of constant lies and cover-up. Yeah, well, I could see why... For many, it would be in their best interest for it not to be, right? Especially the men that are in the positions they are, you know, would have to share that authority, I would imagine. And that's why I want to get this truth out there, because the Catholic lady has been mum. You don't hear a peep out of them. And I want them, if they feel the same betrayal of trust, it might just motivate them to, you know, swing into some type of action. Because this certainly is not reflective of Jesus's ministry of love, of inclusion, and above all, of honesty. I couldn't agree with you more there, Margaret. You know, well, thank you so much for sharing your message here today. I I really appreciate it. If you could just boil it down to one thing for the listeners today, I know you've you've brought up a lot of different things that are happening, and maybe you could just boil it down for the listeners again and, and summarize. If you could just take, they could just take one thing away from reading your book, what would you say that would be? I want them to know the truth of the issue, that Mary, Mother of God, was a priest. She has a whole completely other side of her, and she would be the perfect model for any woman today that was aspiring to be a woman priest. And we remember the Catholic Church hierarchy has said in the past that there never were any woman priests. So, I mean, this piece of information just brings out, unfortunately, their constant lies. Mm, well, thank you again for sharing, Margaret. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about you. And I just wondered if you might share a little bit about who or what's influenced you in your life, and especially to have written this book. Is there anybody or any main event in your life you feel like that stands out that's influenced you to be who you are today? I know my, uh, my late twin sister, uh, Pat, she was always there for me at some low times in my life. And she definitely knew what she wanted out of life. She was very, had a great sense of humor. But unfortunately, she had brain cancer. She Mm. had three different types of cancer in her brain. And if anyone, there's so many people that have been affected by cancer. 
she, you know, was undergoing the chemotherapy, and this was in the mid-90s, and at that point, they still haven't perfected it, and, you know, to see someone you love physically going through literally hell on earth, you think of different questions that run through your mind, and I was thinking of one in particular. One if that was myself in the bed instead of my twin sister. Yeah. Would I have had the same grace and dignity to go through that experience like Pat did. And I indeed was just so fortunate to have such a loving, warm, fun-loving twin sister for 44 years of my life. Well, sorry for your loss there, Margaret. And uh, yeah, well, thank you for sharing about your sister. I wondered if we could talk a little bit about books since books are a theme of this podcast and any that that stand out for you that have influenced you in your life. Uh, there's one uh, recent book uh, by a sister, Joan Chittister. Oh, she is a live wire. She really has a way with words. And if anyone has a pulse on the Catholic Church, this woman <laughs> has it. And she certainly knows what has to be corrected. One of her more recent books is called The Time is Now a Call to Uncommon Courage. And basically, she's referencing like today's uh, situation in America and as well abroad. And she comes out with a question like, what can we really do to get ourselves out of the swamp? And then she asks the question or answers that by saying we have to confront it truthfully. And how or what can we do to improve it? And she says, the answer is you. And I guess I just saw um, a startling uh, connection to my book because my whole book is about getting the truth out. And I do. I need the laity to speak up. And I'm not talking about uh, they don't have to worry. They don't have to pick it. I'm making it real easy for them. Hmm. They don't have to write letters or even make phone calls at my website, yourradicaltruth.com. They would just go over and there's a petition there. And I want them, you know, just, it's their conscience. If they see something there that they think, gee, that's important, or maybe we need change, it would be wonderful if you could sign it. If not, there's no problem. But I want to be sure at least if you just take a look of it, look at it, because there's so many times, I don't care what the subject is, we all have preconceived ideas on something. But numbers talk, just as they say money talks, <laughs> a large amount of people signing that petition and then presenting it to Rome. That's what I want. And I want big numbers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great. I can tell that you're on a mission to make it happen. So I'm sure you'll make it, make it happen <laughs> there, Margaret. I wish you all the best in it. Thank you. Uh, I wondered if you might share a, a favorite quote of yours, Margaret, anything that you might inspire the listeners with today. Yes, my favorite quote is from St. Catherine of Siena. Be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. And then I was like comparing that to my book. I want this to be a spotlight on the truth. And like just as a fire travels across the landscape, I want this truth to travel across the United States and, <laughs> you know, worldwide. I love that quote. Thank you for sharing it. I wondered if you might share a little bit about the book writing process because uh, I got a lot of listeners that are authors or 
our aspiring authors and anything that really might have helped you through your journey uh, that could potentially help those aspiring to be authors as well? Yes, I found for myself anyway, if you can write on a, a subject or a topic that is personal to yourself, I think it really lends itself to so many different avenues. You could have a number of other writers writing on that same topic, but then what would distinguish you from them is how you would uh, personally put your passion uh, into that topic and then individually uh, craft it, and you might see it in, in completely different perspectives instead of just one. Because let's face it, if you're involved in something, you automatically have that passion, that commitment. Uh, great, great tips. Uh, well, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything, Margaret. And thank you so much for being on the show. And so if there's absolutely anything else you'd like to share, feel free to do so. And obviously, I know you mentioned your website before, but if there's, you want to mention it again and, and or any other place you'd like the listeners to find you. Feel free to oh, do so. Sure. They can uh, go to yourradicaltruth.com. That's yourradicaltruth.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. And on Facebook, if you have a question that you would like answered or a comment, uh, I would love you to go over to Facebook and make that, and I will be sure to answer it. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Margaret. Keep up the amazing work and all the best on your your mission to get the truth out. I applaud you for it. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. 